Welcome to a new episode of the Soccer and Fitness Show. This is your host and creator of the podcast, Sean Spencer. Today, I am recording this from from a, a warmer Houston than than last week. Let's put it that way. So, those that listened to the last podcast, um, I was talking about the sort of the big freeze and and the blackout and the sort of post apocalyptic Texas that was absolutely crazy but we're, we're back to normal now it's humid it's hot and um yeah i think it's gonna gonna stay like this and just get warmer and warmer to be honest so um warning future episodes i'm gonna be moaning about how humid it is in in texas but those that are regular to the channel now, for some reason, during this segment, I always end up um, talking about what I'm what I'm drinking, and tonight's no different. It is Friday, Friday evening. We just went over to St. Arnold's um, Brewery, first brewery we've been to in in Texas and in, in Houston, back in Carolina, where we were living sort of before before August 2019. We would go quite regularly, and then obviously, COVID hit. But the good thing with sort of the the warmer weather in the breweries around here is that they're outdoors. So, yeah, we've just we've just been over there. But I'm back now at the apartment, and I'm I'm drinking from HEB, which is a, a big supermarket here for those that aren't from the area. Um, I'm drinking Rattleburger Pilsner, which is uh, imported from. Germany. So um, that being said, today's episode is is going to be it's going to be sort of going down memory lane a little bit back in twenty sort of twenty fifteen going into twenty sixteen when I I moved out to Silicon Valley in California, sort of the Palo Alto area, and um, randomly one thing led to another and and I was in line for the the MLS job at Real Salt Lake and so sort of had a, a, an interview and everything and, and and got asked to create a presentation so I'm just going to I'm just going to talk about how how that came about and and what happened and and the sort of the story behind it um I haven't really I think I've you know spoke to a couple of people about about this story but I haven't really I haven't really um, advertised it to, to to many people. It doesn't. It's not one of them things that that came up, and ultimately, sort of nothing nothing came of it. So there's there's nothing to to really um, to really discuss with with most people. But now, like we're looking sort of five six years later, um, and just reminiscing a little bit on on that time. And um, I think it. I think it could be. It could be interesting to people, like just in terms of uh, a story and a little bit of escapism, but also um, people, whether you're a, a sort of soccer player or, or or wanting to be a coach, or even in in different industries, just how um, how just going for it sometimes can 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 get you pretty close. So. Anyway, sit back, relax, and I'm I'm just going to tell you this this crazy crazy story of <clears throat> how I nearly ended up as the the Real Salt Lake manager or head coach in in the MLS back in sort of 2015 2016. Here we go. 
Okay, here, here we go. So just to take you right back to the start, basically. Um, again, those that are familiar with me and, and sort of my story or, or been listening to the podcast will will know in um, sort of 20, 2015, 2015, I, I came out to, to America, to, the, to California. It was over to the, the West Coast. And before, slightly before that, I, I was working in the championship, um, and then and then basically the, the the head coach at the time, Paul Paul Lynch, got got sacked, and his immediate sort of backroom staff also also got um, got let go. Um, I I had a period of time, like I spoke about on the podcast, where I went over to to buy Munich and and saw Guardiola and and all that stuff, but they came. There came a point where there was there was not a great deal of job opportunities coming up in in sort of England, um, and and part of that was the fact that I had this like first team experience now. So all the all the youth team jobs that were normally available to me before before I, I was working in the Championship had had dried up, and and it was like I was untouchable nobody nobody would employ me to to do any sort of youth coaching um those that are not familiar with with the sport like youth coaching there's just a lot more jobs than if you're going into the professional game with with adults and it's it's a lot um it's a lot harder to sort of break into um, and then and then on the flip side when you have been working for a a certain coach, a head coach, or a, um, a manager, they they have the trusted backroom staff, which obviously I was I was attached with Paul at the time, and every other coach and manager has has a similar process. So you can't really then just jump into another another group. I mean, it does happen, but it's 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 mainly down to sort of like a trust thing, really. So. My point is, it was very, very difficult for for me to get a job, and and I didn't have this like prestigious playing background where I could just keep getting jobs off off my my name. I, I was a lot of the stuff I had done it was just purely based on on merit and what I'd done in in the coaching world and sort of the networks are made within that. So after after the Bayern Munich stuff. It, it became clear that the best opportunity for for work for me was if I went to to America. Um, I spoke to somebody that I had worked with back in two thousand and six, and they were still over here in America, and 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 spoke to me about um, a position in Silicon Valley, uh, an area that I had always wanted to go to because I was like obsessed with sort of. Um, Google and LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and it sort of fascinated me um, to go to that part of the world and also there was a, a TV show called Silicon Valley on TV like a, a sitcom um, so again I was I was excited to to do that so I, I flew over I was working and and it, it wasn't necessarily what I was sort of expected or, or promised. Um, I was promised like it would be a lot less, like there wouldn't be any stress, um, and it would be just just coaching and and people would just be happy that I'm I'm there and coaching and sort of sharing my sort of knowledge and expertise. But again, it wasn't 
it wasn't like that. It was it was a lot more stressful than than it needed to be. Um, and that was that was like August August I was there, um, and and there was sort of issues from from the outset. And then to make matters worse, I, I got like a really bad abscess and had to get a, a tooth extraction. And the, the tooth extraction was one one week, about yeah, about a week, a week and a half before uh, Labor Day. So those that are that are in Europe won't know really what Labor Day is, but those that are in America will, will know exactly what it is. But basically the, the, the point of it is it's it's a holiday. So I remember, I remember being in a bad way with my mouth. I was still sort of had like bad, bad swelling and everything. Um, and I remember speaking to to my boss because I, I just needed a break. And what I wanted to do after speaking to a few people in the area, they were saying like a lot of the people go to go to Vegas, um, and it was about a six hour drive. So I was like, right, okay, Friday, Friday comes, I'm I'm going to to Vegas, um, and I was trying to get clarification from from my um, my boss, my manager, and they were saying, well, sometimes they come in and we have we have these meetings and all this stuff. So I was pressing and pressing to just get a yes or a no, really. Um, but it came to it, and I, I was just committed. So I, I was going to to Vegas. Now, what I had done, sort of just before, like the the tooth extraction and ev- and everything, I started to to look at possible positions, and I was looking at other coaches and comparing qualifications and experience and stuff. And one one evening, I was I was um, living with a family at the time, um, super intelligent, both had graduated from Stanford and um, they were sort of comparing like the soccer industry and coaching to to normal um, other businesses and after a little bit of search it, it it worked out that I had like more qualifications and an experience than than the head coaches in the MLS now looking back um Obviously, I didn't have the MLS uh, first team experience because a lot of my stuff was was in Europe. But looking at it and and the the current coaches and stuff like that, there was there was a lot that I was more experienced and had better, um, had more qualifications than. So uh, one evening, I was I was looking and searching through, and and Real Salt Lake came up. And the reason why Real Salt Lake came up and, and sort of stuck in my head was because back in 2006, I actually came out working for Real Salt Lake and, and Colorado Rapids um, doing doing sort of camps. This was during the summer of, of um, being at university in England. So a company would come in and ask if you were interested in going to America for the summer, get an experience. And... Um, and and just having like a a bit of a culture and life lesson really whilst whilst working uh, and being in a different country. So one of the teams I was working for was Real Salt Lake. Um, so I knew the area and and, I, and I, I was familiar with with the club. 
coupled with a friend of mine that I used to play soccer with, he had also, he went through a different route. He had gone through um, scholarship and uh, at college in America and then um, signed semi-professionally, did well, and then got signed professionally by Real Salt Lake. So he, he was playing for Real Salt Lake. So again, that's why I think that, that team in particular sort of stood out compared to any other team. Um, so I started looking at, at the owner, which is uh, Delroy Hansen, um, and I, I was seeing if there was any phone numbers, any emails, any offices, and the best way to, to sort of contact this person and just see exactly what, what they were after from, from a head coach. And, and again, at this point, I wasn't expecting to get anywhere. I just really wanted to know what I would need to gain to, like, in a few years' time, further down the line be able to to like get that position now through the the salt lake the real salt lake website there was there's no way of doing that you'd have to go through front office and like info at rsl and and all that stuff and i've i've done that in the past and and you soon learn that um you you you've got to go through so many hurdles to get anywhere near the people you need to speak to. So you you really do have to find um, another way around it. So the way around it that I found was his his business that he he was sort of CEO of, um, I think it's called the, the Wasatch Group um, in Salt Lake. So I went on to that website and looked for the most senior person that had an email. And the, the, the guy that I decided to email was, was one of the, the directors. So if um, Mr. Hansen was the, the CEO and the president and the, the, the top one, then the directors are the ones immediately sort of next to him, if not just slightly under so I sent a, an email to him just explaining sort of the situation and what I wanted to do, blah, blah, blah. And um, he emailed me back saying that he's he's going to speak to him today. And then he emailed me again and said he, he had spoke to him and that he was going to get somebody from, from the club to, to email me. So... And that's exactly what happened. So then uh, one of the top people at Real Salt Lake started messaging me and asking me questions. So I would answer I would answer the questions. And um, so we, we went back and forth. And this was, uh, I want to say like two weeks, maybe three weeks, we, we sort of were going back and forth. And the, the original plan was that they were going to fly to California. They were going to fly to San Francisco. And I I would meet them in San Francisco and we could we could go from there. But then um, Mr. Hansen, he, something came up where he was unable to come to California. I can't, again, can't remember what it, what it was. Um, and we were getting to sort of Labor Day and no emails. It, it sort of stopped them for for maybe a week or a few days. And I, and again, I had planned now to go to, to Las Vegas. So Friday, Friday hit 
um, on that Labor Day weekend. And I, I set off to, to Las Vegas, got to Las Vegas. Um, the Friday, what was that? So that was like Friday night, early morning. And then Saturday, Saturday was sort of like a, a, a normal day. And I was just going about my business here in Las Vegas. So the, like the, the pool and checking out the casinos and all that stuff. And then what happened was, I think it was, it was like Saturday, Saturday night, and it was it was really late. And I remember um, I got like a, a text message saying, "Oh, we can." Um, oh, that that was it. I had put into an email as like, "Look, I I can come and meet you in in Salt Lake," because I thought if I'm going to be in Las Vegas, then it's only another like six seven hours to to um, Salt Lake. But I I didn't hear anything for them for them few days. But on the Saturday, I got I got an email back from him saying, "Oh, I can meet. Um, I want to say Sun, yeah, Sunday. I can meet Sunday, and it was like one o'clock or twelve o'clock. But the problem was, I, I got this email like super, super late. Um, so what I did was, I, I was still I was still out in obviously in Vegas. Went back to the hotel, uh, packed the car." And then set off to to Salt Lake in in the middle of the night to to meet um, the guy from Real Salt Lake for for coffee. So I set off and um, it was pretty much a, a standard sort of drive at that time. There was nobody on the roads, um, but I remember early morning. I was going about ninety ninety five and 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 got pulled over, but I was in the middle of nowhere and, and I think the accent helped to be honest and. The guy was really nice. He just said, "Just slow it down a little bit." Um, got in, got into Salt Lake. Um, we were meeting at Park City where they had the the Winter Olympics, um, which was pretty cool in itself because I haven't been there since two thousand and six. I've been driving all night. I got there, and then um, I, I had messaged him. I was like, "I'm here. Where are you?" But I forgot that there's a, a one hour time difference between Salt Lake, um, yeah, Salt Lake and, and Las Vegas. So <clears throat> I had I had missed him, but what we what we then did was because I I had, so at this point I was I was committed. I was in Salt Lake, so I I said to him um, back about meeting meeting tomorrow, and he was he was available and everything. So. At this point now, I had I just had like my bag of clothes from from Vegas, um, and now I'm in Salt Lake. Didn't really know what to do. It's super early. I, I needed sleep. I knew that much. But luckily, um, I had when that first year I came out in 2006 for the camp. Um, I had done the camp across sort of Colorado, Wyoming, and and Utah. And one of the families that I stopped with live in Evanston. And Evanston is on the border of Wyoming and, and Utah. It's like, it's probably about 20 miles inland into Wyoming. Um, so I contacted them on Facebook and they, they were happy to sort of have me for the night again, which was, which was pretty cool because it had been, it had been um, like 10 years almost since, since I last saw them. Um, and then that 
then brings us to to the following day. We had we had agreed to meet at um, Starbucks, which was which was fine by fine by me. Um, and I drove drove back into from Wyoming now back into Salt Lake um, near the city, and yeah, we um, we had the meeting. He was asking like sort of what my my philosophy was and asking me certain questions about about players. There was um, those that are familiar with Salt Lake. There's, there was one in particular, long standing player. Um, and he was asking how how I would deal with sort sort of personalities like that, and also being being sort of a younger coach, um, how I would deal with that. The biggest reservation he he had, and a lot of questions was how I would um, be able to navigate the MLS, as it's a lot different to um, to Europe. Um, but all in all. The the meeting the meeting lasted probably about two hours. We we were talking. Um, he seemed a, a nice enough guy and everything, and and they wanted to to pursue it. So I I was like, what are the sort of the next steps? And he he was saying about um, Deloy Hansen Ward. Um, be the next step. So he he was really sort of intrigued and wanted to meet me. Um, and it, he asked if I could put some sort of presentation together on on what I would do, and then they they were then going to come over to California because they, he had already planned that anyway. Um, so I I then made my way back to California. It was a, a long long drive, but eventually got there. Um, started working on on the presentation and everything. But then what happened was, and this is this is what I think happened, sort of reading between between the lines. Um, a I forget the title. The the guy's still there, but basically a technical director came in, and there was, and I've got an email that says it also there was like there was a holding pattern, so there was a lot of change behind the scenes. But the the coach they had in at the time that they were going to change. Um, the director uh, of coaching or the director of, of soccer sort of felt that he could work with the current head coach to, to turn things around. So, yeah, there was a lot of stuff that obviously I wasn't wasn't privy to, um, which, again, which is, which is fine. And long story short, it kind of just fizzled, fizzled out. I, I went over to Connecticut at this time, um, left left the job in California, and then from Connecticut went back to went back to England. But still, to this to this day, um, it's it's an interesting one because I, I I just feel as though if it was if it was me of today, like I probably could have maybe have got that across the line. But at the same time, looking back at it. It probably wasn't the the right time for me to to go into a position like like that. I don't think I would have been ready necessarily. But having said that, if I had the right team around me, who, who knows? Um, but I, I just thought it was it was an interesting interesting uh, little little story, and and again, there's 
and what I want like the broader sort of audience to to sort of get from this the the, the message that I want want to share is like you don't necessarily have to be the the best person in the world for a position and there might be other people that are that are better than than you but if you wait around for for the perfect time or for you to be to be ready then that that time may never may never come so think outside the box and and inquire speak to people because there's a lot of there's a lot of people. If you look at um, Zuckerberg, for instance, at, at, at Facebook, he he came up with an algorithm and a and a website. Now, did he have enough experience and years behind him to run one of the biggest companies in the world? No, but he is, and he's and he's doing it. And I think you can, I think that goes true for 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 a lot of people. And I honestly don't think that people necessarily get these positions when when they are ready they just they just adapt they they create a little bit of luck for themselves or they've worked hard to get into get into a position or networked and then and then they either make it their own or, or they don't so yeah there's the 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 strange story of how i very nearly became head coach of rail salt lake which would have would have certainly been fun but who knows what the what the future brings um okay that's that's about it for for the podcast like i said it's it's friday friday evening here in in houston and i, I wanted to to get back on track with with the podcast and sort of get them get them out regularly and i've got a few topics that i that i want to talk about next weekend this this time next week i'm i'm doing a, a charity charity challenge so i might just record a little um, episode tomorrow explaining what on what on earth i'm doing um but it's gonna certainly gonna be interesting other news um youtube i'm over on resolute fitness challenge so by all means go and check that out i've just started a, a membership um thing on there similar to patreon but it's all on the YouTube um, channel, which is which is nice. And if you like the content on here, by all means, go to Anchor FM. And there's ways that you can support the channel, so I could keep putting out the content. Um, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please leave me a sort of rating and a review. Again, it just helps with the old algorithm i know it's i know it's um you heard it a million times off other content creators but it, it does really sort of help um and like i said when you start doing stuff like this you you actually realize how much it does help but thank you for listening if you want to shoot me a message on any of the social medias uh instagram resolute fitness challenge i'm over there and twitter at the Spencer, which is capital T and a capital S at the Spencer. But don't put at the Spencer one because that is a hotel in Dublin. All right. I think that is it. So I'm going to finish my drink now and enjoy the evening. And like I said, I think I'm going to post uh, another one tomorrow. So enjoy um, the rest of your day, wherever you are in the world. And I will be back soon.
Bye-bye.